Welcome back to season two of the Love Letters to Virginia podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Pazmino. Thanks for listening. In lieu of recent events, including Virginia Governor Ralph Northam's policies against critical race theory, the issues between Youngkin's education department, educators, and school board have become too great to ignore. The fight for racial equity lives on in the Virginia public education system. A representative of the Virginia Association of School Superintendents sent a letter on behalf of 133 superintendents across the Commonwealth. The letter sent to Superintendent Jillian Barlow states, On behalf of 133 public school division superintendents, I am writing to thank you and Secretary Amy Gidera for meeting with the VASS Board of Directors and its officers on Tuesday, March 8th to discuss your 30-day report to Governor Youngkin pertaining to his executive order number one. As a follow-up to our conversation, I wanted to reiterate in writing key points that were shared by division superintendents and provide you a written request of aspirations going forward as to how your office and others can work with division superintendents to establish the collaboration and build the relationships that you and the secretary both indicated were desired. Virginia superintendents are the educational leaders who are responsible for legislative compliance, policy implementation, and the assurance of quality educational services delivered to children daily through the Commonwealth. School division superintendents, along with their communities, know best their curriculum, personnel, and student services, and they believe that gross assumptions have been made without evidentiary support in the development of the 30-day report. Key points to the 30-day report. Division superintendents and other stakeholder groups should have been consulted prior to the development of the 30-day report. Division superintendents disagree with your having rescinded much of the ed equity work by the Department of Education. This work had been completed by many quality educators over a number of years to provide support for the success of children in underserved communities and in select population groups. Division superintendents disagree with your assumption that discriminatory and divisive concepts have become widespread in Virginia school divisions without your having involved educators in formulating that position or without having provided evidence to support that position. Division superintendents disagree with your using equitable outcomes as the basis for determining what divisive concepts are and unilaterally suggesting that this approach is discriminatory. Virginia's public education system has consistently ranked as one of the best throughout the country in expectations and in student outcomes. Your use of equitable opportunities in lieu of equitable outcomes without considering those factors that impact student achievement in underserved communities can set public education in Virginia back many years. Quality education in Virginia has to be more than providing opportunities and hoping for the best. Virginia's accountability system relies heavily on student outcomes, not opportunities. 
division superintendents disagree with the administration's goal of restoring excellence in Virginia's public schools, since that implies an inaccurate assessment of Virginia's public education system currently and historically. Again, by most measures, Virginia ranks near the top and surpasses most states throughout the country. Regarding the 90-day report, establishing a working group soon, which includes superintendent representatives from throughout Virginia and superintendents of color to discuss the process, objectives, and data that will be incorporated in the 90-day report. As the executive director of VASS, I will be happy to assist in the facilitation with division superintendents. The agenda for this working group must include clarity on the administration's understanding of equity, opportunity, and access as they relate to serving all children, regardless of where they live. Moving forward, relevant and ongoing communications with division superintendents is needed. This includes the state leadership participating in VASS conferences, dedicating at least two hours monthly to the state superintendent's leadership committee, attending regional superintendent's meetings, and facilitating statewide virtual meetings to share and collect input on current and relevant issues. Sharing a plan in writing at the next SSLC meeting would be helpful. Sharing draft VDOE positions documents with division superintendents when possible prior to making those documents public will build trust. Mutual respect and understanding of each other's role in providing quality educational services should serve as the basis for constructive dialogue. Parents and educators must collaborate in a positive manner to achieve better outcomes for children. The administration can be a catalyst for positive stakeholder relationships through messages and actions. Tip line for parents to report divisive content to the governor impedes positive relationships. Therefore, the tip line needs to be terminated. According to previous surveys, Virginia's parents generally support their local schools. Local education leaders, teachers, and all support personnel work daily with their communities in serving children. Public school division superintendents hope that state leaders will partner with local educators and understand that we are all working for the same customers, students. Sincerely, Howard B. Kaiser, Executive Director, VASS. Latasha Holloway is campaigning to be the mayor of Virginia Beach, and she is the face of the Virginia Beach Coalition. Miss Holloway has been fighting to detox the Virginia Beach school system. A petition on her website states, on March 31st, 2021, the United States federal court ruled that by a preponderance of the evidence, the plaintiff have demonstrated that at-large system of elections for the Virginia Beach City School denies Hispanics, African Americans, and Asians equal access to the electoral and political process in contravention of Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. Accordingly, it is hereby declared that the Virginia Beach at-large method of elections is illegal and cannot be enforced in future elections. The Virginia Beach City Council and its current system have been enjoyed. We demand the city of Virginia Beach take the shackles off our vote. For one, we demand a 10 single member district system to finally put an end to Jim Crow. Two, 
We demand the city of Virginia Beach end practices and procedures that dilute and violate the rights of citizens, while fleecing the city taxpayers' dollars to maintain its apartheid system. We demand our city have a budget for each single member district from the overall city operating budget. We demand the city stop using our taxpayer dollars in our name to discriminate against us. Virginia Beach City Council must be reminded that they work for all of the communities of the city. We will no longer tolerate the fleecing of our tax dollars to discriminate against any portion of our great city. We demand a 10 single member district system to end apartheid in our city. Each single member district must have its own budget to ensure an end to the unfair Jim Crow tactics against historically poor and disenfranchised communities. We demand the city stop using our tax dollars to discriminate against citizens in the taxpayer's name. Tell the city of Virginia Beach that they can no longer use taxpayer dollars to promote Jim Crow. Comment made by VB School Board member Victoria Manning concerning the sustainability of teaching ESL children in our public school system were racially insensitive and harmful to our community. As a product of the Virginia Beach City Public School System, I believe our community needs to continue to hold our government accountable. This is when we all can get to work now. We all can get to work and we all can make this city what we reimagine it to be. You know, without the fear of the powers that be drowning out your voice. Once we win the educational lawsuit, we're going to put some more smiling faces on, on those babies that have been being mistreated and uh, poorly educated um, and discriminated against. We are going to force the leaders of this city to work for us. That's what this campaign is all about. Their voices get buried. And we want to provide avenues to, you know, make a resounding noise on all of those atrocities that are happening within our city. Latasha Holloway has continually proven herself to be that mirror in our community. She has been helping shed light on the dysfunction in our school system with its ingrained issues of inherent racism and cases of inhumane treatment of differently abled children. Brandon Vera is a young graphic designer and musician in Norfolk, Virginia. As a child, Brandon and his younger sister were educated through the Virginia Beach City public school system. Like my father, Brandon's parents are from Ecuador. We are second-generation Americans born in America and raised to speak English at school. In response to Victoria Manning's insensitive comments, Brandon Vera states... Coming from an Ecuadorian family, I have never been more insulted, offended, and discouraged by the Virginia Beach City government school system. An apology is not only required, but employing people with narrow-minded worldviews is disgusting. And I say the entire VBCPS system because Victoria Manning is a representative body of your system. A text message from Victoria Manning is the most apathetic way to issue an apology. Apologies require intent 
and self-assessment. Here's Victoria Manning's original post. This statement is directly from a screenshot published by Wavy TV 10's news article. VB Schools has 300 additional ESL students in the past year. Most are from South America. Our ESL budget has increased over 1 million in two years. Continuing to educate South Americans is not sustainable. If your core motivations to work in the field of education is fiscally motivated, you're not doing your job. And I hope Victoria Manning's apology doesn't start off with, my statement was taken out of context. Whether ESL budgets cause a financial strain on the sustainability of schools, leadership should come up with ways to strategize the implementation of ESL programs. Isn't school supposed to make us smarter and problem solvers? Why isn't the school system solving this perceived problem? I would like to state a couple of things. Yes. I was born in America, and I do acknowledge my own set of privileges, unlike Mrs. Manning. However, I know numerous students who began in ESL and performed way better than students who were born in America. Though this may be my own bias, I do believe that students who are successful and began in ESL appreciate education way more. On a personal note, I have friends and family who have immigrated to the U.S. from Ecuador. They are brilliant, but just haven't learned English quite yet. Not knowing a language does not make a person less valuable or impactful. As a leader of education, I hope Victoria Manning can identify her own biases and how hurtful these opinions are. ESL is not just an expense, it's a vehicle for success to many students. Saying that educating South Americans is not sustainable is dehumanizing. You turned a person into a number. If you only see numbers and not people, you became the perfect example of cruelty. I believe we should be reevaluating our priorities in our education system. The sentiment of no child left behind over the last 30 years should be more than words for our children. And with the right guidance over the next 30 years, it is my hope that we will continue to lead the country in student successes.